0: Thank you, Alex. I'm so glad that that worked out. What a great uh, idea about you reap what you sow. What goes in to the ground comes out of the ground. Uh, this is a pretty consistent uh, refrain in Jesus' uh, ministry, the identity of Christians, Paul's teaching, and now uh, the passage from Matthew will uh, build off of the same theme. Jesus had just been involved in this passage. Jesus had just been involved in a discussion with other teachers of the law like himself over what did the law really require. And he is always telling us it's really what comes from our heart rather than our behavior that indicates our devotion and care and love for God and for other people. So let us listen for the word of God in Scripture. From Matthew 15 uh, verses 10 through 20. Then Jesus called the crowd to him and he said to them listen and understand it is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person makes them unclean. This was a great concern in the first century what is it that makes you clean or unclean and it's not what goes in the mouth that defiles a person but it is what comes out of the mouth that defiles, or I would say defines, a person. Then the disciples approached and they said to Jesus, do you know that the Pharisees took offense at what they heard you say? It's an interesting role that the the disciples play here. Uh, They're interlocutors between uh, the Pharisees on the one hand and Jesus on the other. They're, in a sense, almost uh, goading or provoking Jesus. Do you know what the Pharisees said about you? They're trying to, uh, almost like they're trying to encourage an argument. Jesus responds, well, every plant uh, that my heavenly father, God, um, has planted will be uprooted. Has not planted. Every plant that my heavenly father, God, has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind guides of the blind, but both will fall into a pit. So not very gentle words for the Pharisees. But Peter replied, well, explain to us this parable. Explain to us, Peter says to Jesus, this parable. Parables can sometimes be confusing, I think, for the disciples and most of us oftentimes. A little confusing. If we think we know immediately what a parable means, let me suggest that we're not listening quite carefully enough uh, to the parable, the mystery that it invites us to engage. So Peter replies uh, to Jesus, are you still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and then goes out into the sewer. That's a pretty basic, (laughs) earthy uh, description. Whatever goes into the mouth goes into the stomach, and then it goes into the sewer. But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart. And this is what defiles for out of the hat come evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander. These are all big words for making, making, wreaking havoc in the world, right? These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands, this does not defile. Amen. May God bless us with a deeper understanding of God's word in uh, this scripture. Amen. So, what we consume it was a major concern um, in the first century in terms of whether or not people were clean or unclean. What we consume is still a major concern in our culture, uh, but I would say for perhaps uh, different reasons. So much of our identity um, in the early decades of the 21st century, lapping over from the last decades of the 20th century in a materialist consumerist uh, society, um, we think about consumption as a way of defining ourselves. What kind of car uh, do we drive? Uh, What kind of clothes uh, do we wear? Where do we live? what kind of food do we eat? Are we carnivores or omnivores or vegetarians or vegans? What kind of entertainment uh, do we delight, in? which do we delight? All of these things, what we consume uh, has become a very large part of the way in which we identify, define ourselves uh, vis-a-vis one another. And Jesus said, but it's not these things that define us. It's not what we eat. It's not what we consume. It's not what we buy and use. It's not what we flaunt, perhaps sometimes. Uh, In fact, uh, these things uh, may not uh, affect us positively because they can engender in us a feeling of uh, sense of superiority or, conversely, uh, a sense of inferiority. My car is too old, my house isn't properly dedicated, decorated rather, Uh, my clothes are shabby and that can make us feel small and insignificant, even unworthy or unloved. It's it's pernicious, isn't it? That this consumer society, what we consume uh, that can define us and establish our sense of identity in the world, what a shame, Uh, what a shame it is. Uh, because it's not that at all. Um, Jesus uh, encourages us, calls us, to live a life that's remarkably different uh, than these kinds of standards, not to answer these consumerist standards, to look at the labels of our lives as a means of labeling our identity and worth and value, uh, but rather to speak out of the heart with love and compassion and care. Do you remember Janice Joplin? Oh, my word. Who doesn't know what Janice Joplin? Oh, Lord, won't you give me a Mercedes-Benz? All my friends have Porsches. I must make amends. Lurked out all my life, Lord, so won't you please me? Oh, Lord, won't you give me a Mercedes-Benz? She spoke to that heart. Of establishing our status, our worth, our acceptability. It's not a matter of which car you drive. Um, It's a matter of uh, how you live uh, your life. It's not a Mercedes or a Porsche or a Ford or a Dodge or a a Kia that determines uh, your value. It's not a new car or a used car. Um, It's not the clothes. It's how you treat one another, how we love one another how we care for the world and uh, all of God's uh, creatures. That's not what defiles us. In fact, I think it's what defines us and helps to refine us, redefine us and reform us, reshape us uh, into God's image. The stuff is external. It's fine. Use it and enjoy it. But don't allow yourself to become defined by it, to become locked up in the vain pursuit of an identity which is based on what you get, but define your life by what you give. That's Winston Churchill said that. Uh, We are defined not by what we get, but by what we give uh, to the world. These are days in which we are all encouraged and indeed enjoined, and it becomes necessary more and more uh, to give ourselves uh, to each other. In this isolation of uh, the continuing pandemic, in the uncertainty of when and how and where to get together again, that is safe and sound, uh, the loneliness that we feel because of the separation, the great suffering, that has been visited upon uh, individuals and uh, families and communities by the coronavirus. The growing consciousness and understanding um, within our society of the uh, endemic nature of so much injustice, certainly racial injustice and economic injustice, gender bias and injustice. A time of great challenge, a time for suppleness of spirit, a time for thought that is independent of the ideas that we must adhere to, the labels that are applied to us, but instead find our deepest identity as children of God. Brothers and sisters, members of one human community, one family of creation, we are all descended. From our ancestor Lucy, we all come um, from the great font of life in Tanzania, the great rift valley where life first began, human life first took shape in our ancestor, Lucy, from whom we are all descended. And from there, in the heart of Africa, uh, spreading across the globe, a new family of God's children. So instead of defining ourselves by what we get, let us define ourselves in this day by what we give, which is mutual care and understanding and abiding respect, a commitment to fulfilling God's vision uh, for humanity of uh, justice and its fruit, uh, which is peace. Thank God for you and for this congregation, for reaching out to the world, for serving the world in love, as God has called us uh, to do, for your faithful devotion to each other and to all those who are in need to repair the world on God's behalf to define ourselves not by what we get but by what we give Amen